0: Exceptional Marcus Piers, rock star Damien Christoph. The Wellness Summit is almost upon us and we have so many prizes and giveaways before the summit even begins this year, MP.
1: That's right, Damo. There's a very exciting Facebook giveaway running this week only over at the Wellness Couch. One of our new exhibitors at this year's summit is Solid Technics cast iron and beautiful non-stick cookware. And they are giving away over $400 in prizes to one lucky Wellness Couch listener.
0: All you need to do is go to the Wellness Couch's Facebook page and follow the prompts. The lucky winner will also receive a double pass to this year's Wellness Summit September 10-11 at the Melbourne Convention and Exhibition Centre. How cool is that?
1: So go check out the Wellness Couch on Facebook to enter and remember to immerse yourself in 16 hours of powerhouse wellness with Damo, myself and over 40 other health and wellness experts. Go to thewellnesssummit.com and enter the code Solid Summit for $100 off your ticket before they sell out. That's thewellnesssummit.com
0: Hey there, Mums of Word listeners. Thanks for tuning in. You're in for an absolute treat today. And uh, I couldn't be more excited to share this episode with you. I have Shalom Stone here. And uh, Shalom, uh, well, she's a rock star mama, as you will hear. And it, it was really just us um, getting high on talking about birth. And yeah, you will love it and uh, will want to share it with those mums uh, and mums to be around you. Shalom Stone wants to live in a world where women approach their birth with excitement and awe. A highly medicalized hospital birth and two sensational home births taught her that a little preparation can make all the difference and that you can feel like a rock star when you birth, regardless of how you birth. As the founder and editor of the Rockstar Birth Magazine, Rockstar Birth Radio, and Rock Your Birth Interactive Program, Shalom is dedicated to empowering pregnant mamas to replace their fear of pain with the insights and self-belief to roar their baby out by creating their own informed, empowered, and amazing birth experience. Shalom wants you to know that you are born to birth everything you need is already inside of you. It was really just two mums talking the same language and uh, without further ado, enjoy the episode.
1: Shalom, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast this morning. Could you please tell the listeners all about yourself?
2: Oh gosh, Kaz, now where do I start? Do you know, when I think about that question, I know most people probably start with, well, I'm 35 and I've got three kids and that sort of thing. But I'm going to be a little bit more honest and say that I'm actually over 40. I do have three kids and I have two bonus kids and I'm part of this crazy, chaotic, large, interstate blended family. But I'm still really trying to work out who I am. I always thought by the time I got to 40, I would know exactly who I was, right? And I would have it all together. In fact, I thought it might have happened earlier. But I find each year that I'm still really growing into myself, both as a woman and as a partner and as a mother. So when I think about who I am and share that with people, it's really quite, if I'm honest, I'm sort of like, I'm, I'm not really sure. I'm still working that out and I'm loving that journey. So when I thought, pardon me, when I think about it, I'm one of those cruisy, go with the flow kind of people. I'm someone who has that whole Mother Earth vibe going on and a really strong empathetic pull I want everyone to be okay and there's a few times in my life that that's caused me to come unstuck because what that sometimes means is I I make sure everyone else is okay and I don't necessarily put myself first and so it's really interesting when I'm part of such a big wild family with lots of kids and partners and ex-partners and other partners kids that it's really quite an interesting place to be when I'm thinking about well, who am I in all of this so I am Shalom And I am a mum and a, a wife and a lover and a daughter and a sister and a friend. And over and above all that, I'm still working it out.
1: I love that. Thank you. I mean, look, we know more about you now than uh, even just, like you said, the typical answers. And what I love hearing is that um, you obviously still are discovering yourself and I'm the big four next year. And I also feel like there is uh, lots of years ahead of self-disco- self-discovery self and, um, well, everyone I know who is 40 and above are very happy being there. So you've just um, emphasized that for me again. So what I really want to hear for you, um, from you today, and also to share with the listeners, is really about um the whole rock star birth movement that you've created, and really just tell us what you're doing and how you're giving back, and just to share your story in that realm. Sure. So. It all started for me just over 10 years ago when my best friend was pregnant. She
2: was single, unexpectedly pregnant, and she asked me to be her birth support partner. And I was like, yes. I had no idea about birth at all, but I was so up for this. And we did the standard things. We went to the hospital antenatal class. And then a few days past her due date, when she had some spotting, we said, well, let's go to the hospital. And we had no idea. We both just had no idea. I particularly didn't. We turned up, and I'm not joking, but in our hospital kit bag, I'm sure she packed some baby onesies and things, there was like trashy girl mags. There was Uno cards. We even had some Robbie Williams music, packets of snake lollies. You know, it was like I was going to a sleepover. <laughs> I honestly thought that, you know, because it could take hours. I, I knew that, but I had no concept at all of what those hours would contain. I mean, to think we'd be sitting there playing Uno, jeepers. Anyway, (laughs) none of those things came out of the bag because once we got there, my friend's birth was quite heavily intervention, intervention heavy, if you like, and moved at such a rapid pace with such an incredible amount of involvement of, you know, medical machines and other things that I was like this wide-eyed deer in headlights. I was sort of standing on the side, trying to help, but feeling completely overwhelmed, completely useless and way out of my depth. And, And more than that, I felt like such a, such a loss to her. I felt like I just wasn't there for her. I wasn't what she needed. And when she was ultimately wheeled off for an unscheduled cesarean, I remember thinking, wow, that sucked. Like, That was tough for her, but I really felt at a – just way out of my depth. And I happened to be about six weeks pregnant at the time, so I had just found out that I was having my first baby. And I thought, right, right, I'm going to do what I can – to I really want this baby to come out naturally. I, I don't want all those interventions, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do it naturally. And so I chose to book into a birth center, which was a great move because it's midwifery-led care and you're much more likely to have a less intervention-heavy birth. However, that was the full extent of what I did too. And so I just thought, well, I'm a woman and I've got all these incredible body parts, and so when the time comes, I'll just have my baby. Like that's all that's all it will take. I've run half marathons before. I've done incredible things. I'll just, I'll set my mind to it and I'll just go for it. And what ultimately unfolded was that my baby went to 42 weeks and I was no longer able to birth in the birth center and I had to go into the, natu- the normal hospital ward and I was induced and then leapt into the own cascade of interventions myself. And whilst I was ultimately able to birth my baby vaginally, I remember them placing her on my chest and she looked like this little wobbly head ET with these big bug eyes. And in amongst all of the, oh my gosh, she's here and she's amazing and isn't she incredible, there was this thick, syrupy feeling I had that was behind all that, which was how on earth did I get here? hang on, how did this happen? Why am I on my back in stirrups? And, you know, I've had an epidural, I've had syntosin, I've had anything they could throw at me. Uh, They were, you know, unwrapping the episiotomy scissors when I ultimately got her out. But how did that happen? Like what fork in the road did I take from wanting that natural birth in a birth center to ending up here? And It was that that then set me on the journey. So it was ultimately having my first birth experience that made me go, right, it needs to be more than just the mindset that I want a natural birth. There's got to be something else to it. And so it was another five years before I became pregnant again. And in that time, I started getting curious when I overheard people had a natural drug-free birth. I inquired about it. I got nosy. I asked them what they did. If I heard people talk about their birth in positive terms or even just an aspect of their birth in a positive way, I explored that. I wanted to find out more. I wanted to find out what they had done that I hadn't done and what I could do in my next pregnancy to influence the likelihood of my birth turning out the way I wanted. I knew that there was nothing set in stone. I mean, my friend's birth experience and my own made it clear to me that it there was no guarantees in birth, but I was starting to learn that there was things you could do that could really impact and influence your outcome. And more importantly, how you felt about your experience, regardless of how it actually unfolded. It was that feeling that I was seeking. When I spoke to women and they talked about Feeling like a warrior or feeling like this incredible, powerful, feminine woman, I was like, Right, I want some of that. So I really started exploring that. I looked at everything, I was just really keen and eager to find out more. And it was whilst I was by chance at a chiropractic appointment before I got pregnant, and my chiropractor mentioned that he and his wife were pregnant and that my you know, doozy of a first question that everybody asks is which hospital are you going to? And he said, I oh, know we're having our baby at home. And I was like, what? What do you mean? How can you do that? And he said, well, you hire a midwifery team and you have them at home. I was like, what? I had no idea that was even possible. And so that made me realize as well that a lot of us don't know what's out there. We don't know our options. We don't even know we've got options. And So the Rockstar Birth Movement came about because I then went on to birth to children at home and I had those amazing warrior feminine powerful experiences and they were brilliant. They absolutely rocked my world. The babies were great too, but me in that moment, just like I could do that every day. If there's anybody out there that wants me to give birth on their behalf, I will happily do that. I don't want to be pregnant. I'm not looking for a newborn either, but that (laughs) moment. That moment is just like, ah, just so in my power. I've never felt anything like it. It was just incredible. And so I had these great experiences and I remember about, gosh, 12 or 18 months ago, my babies are now two and three, I was sitting up with someone at 3 a.m. one morning thinking, I know my own baby-making days are over, but how do I share all of this knowledge I've amassed over the last 10 years? How do I get this out there because women need to know that they have choices, that they have options. And more importantly, that their body can do amazing things. And so I sat with that and I was thinking, well, how can I share it? Do I write a blog? Is it a book? Do I need to create a TV show? Do I need like Shalom's one born every, you know, equivalent to one born every minute? And I decided to create an online magazine. I wanted it to be digestible. I wanted it to be something that women could flick through on the train whilst they were still working or whilst they were in the waiting room at their doctor's appointments. And I wanted it to be in sort of bite-sized pieces. So I created this incredible, gorgeous, awe-inspiring magazine, which has about 15 issues now. But it's different to a regular magazine in that there is an issue for each month of your pregnancy, so it's like a, a guide. It's like having a, 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 an online, friendly, informed, supportive, non-judgmental voice there to walk with you and be beside you as you step through your pregnancy and prepare for your birthing moment. So there's one issue for each month. Of your pregnancy. And I say that in, um, there's nothing in there that's going to tell you that, well, you know, you're week 16, so you need to go for your blood test or your glucose. It's nothing to do with that. It's about getting you into the zone and aligned and prepared for your birth. So it's all of the physical and emotional and spiritual and connected parts of birth that we don't talk about. Each issue is full with inspiring birth stories of every flavor. And I mean that there are home births, there are cesarean births, there are breech births, there are VBAC births, twin births, because all birth is incredible and all birth can be absolutely empowering and inspiring and amazing. But it's about putting the spotlight if you like back on the mum and saying, but it's up to you. It doesn't have to be a fully medicalized journey. And so I created it to inspire women to step up and to own their births and to not be a passenger. So there's nine issues for pregnancy. There are three issues for that first six to 12 months postpartum, so dealing with new motherhood. And then there are some specialist issues. So I've got a healing birth issue for women that had a traumatic birth, and I've got a cesarean birth issue for women that are either healing from or planning for a positive cesarean experience. And that's where it started. So that was the, that was the vibe. That was where it came from. I had all this information. I wanted to share it. But I want to be really clear. There's over 150 contributors to the magazine. This is my digital baby, but it's based on the wisdom and the insights of women from all around the world. And that's what I think we're missing in birth is that connection, that that circle of women who are lifting you up and supporting you and holding you in that incredibly vulnerable raw state of pregnancy and birth. And that was what I was looking to create. So it's a It's a beauty and it's just incredible and it's really designed to, as I say, walk with you from that moment that you pee on the stick and book into your GP to get your bloods done and get it confirmed because often what happens then is we just go along that medical path of, well, which hospital, public or private, which doctor, and I just wanted to let people know that you've got options, that you've got choices, but that you can only use them if you know about them. And so it's, it's designed to be a bit of a mind opening um, guide to how to have an amazing birth and how to feel fantastic about your birth experience. And clearly I could talk about this all night. So please interrupt me if you want me to
1: stop. Oh no, no, definitely. I mean, I I could, I could listen to it all, all day and I could also talk about it all night myself. And I think you've touched on some amazing things. One is that to get that positive mindset about the possibility of what your body can do, you also really need to be able to see it elsewhere. You know, if you can't see it in your mind's eye, then it's very hard for you to be able to imagine that you could do it too because really we're bombarded with so many negative images of birth and, you know, it's it's almost like we're running against um, up against a brick wall, you know, that there's more voices shouting how, how it's impossible or how your body is, you know, is broken or can't do it. And you need us, uh, for this, you know, you know, even the fact that we will have to sniff you open because you know, your vagina doesn't know how to open or or for something or something like that. So one is that we need those voices out there. And and I too, even after having such amazing um, home water births, I found there's not many people out there screaming of the positive and, and when they are, they're really screaming, you know, and, um, so one is that we need to be able to see it, and, and I think education is, is the first step, but the other is just that, that mindset. Um, you did mention on um, there were a few things that you did to make sure that your birth was different, and I'd love you to go and elaborate on a little bit about that following, um, let's say, your friend's first birth and then your first birth. What were some of the things that helped you along the way?
2: So two things that I did. One, uh, I mentioned earlier that I'm a real go-with-the-flow cruisy person, and my first birth was one of those experiences where that kind of came unstuck because what I did was I basically I jumped on that medical model train, I turned up to all my appointments, I asked the basic questions, I didn't question anything else because I, I sort of didn't know better, and I put myself in the position, which many women do when you're in a hospital environment, of being a patient so I stopped feeling like a, a pregnant, empowered woman, and I became a patient in that first birth. And what that meant was that when they told me to do something, I just did it. I became submissive. I went with the flow. I didn't want to upset the doctor. I didn't want to be the one that stood up and did something weird So or asked an awkward question. So that was where that experience of me wanting everyone to be happy was to just go with the flow and make sure. But it wasn't my flow. And that's what I realized afterwards is that into my second pregnancy, I thought, no, hang on, I really need to step into my power here. It has to intuitively feel right to me. And I find that pregnancy is probably the most intuitive time of your life. You are more in touch with everything around you. You will feel the lows more strongly. You will feel the highs more brightly. And it was that sort of decision to own my birth and step into my power and trust my gut, which was what led me on the path to my second birth journey. And so the types of things that I did for that were, as I mentioned earlier, I stalked women that had positive experiences. If I got a sniff <laughs> that someone had enjoyed their birth, I was like, tell me about it. I'd love to hear more. And th- that's not to say that they all had perfect drug-free home births under a full moon either. It it doesn't necessarily mean that their whole birth went to plan, but it meant that they were choosing to share and emphasize the aspects of their births that were empowering and that were inspiring and that they felt great about, and I just hung onto those. So I was on the internet looking for positive birth stories. I was scouring the Birth Without Fear blog. I was looking at incredible birthing videos, and that all helped me to, visualize and imagine that that was me so as you mentioned that mindset piece putting yourself in that space was so important for me I imagined that was me I did an incredible private childbirth course and I would recommend anybody everybody do them if they can Uh, I did a calm birth course and it was just breathtaking so two days of my partner and I being there actually understanding the physiology of birth I had no idea about what my uterus did All I knew before my birth, first pregnancy, was that birth hurt. There was contractions, you timed them, and it hurt. That's all I'd heard. So to go to a course and get informed and to understand the different stages and what my body was doing, what my hormones were doing, and to have the tools to be able to deal with those different aspects, whether it was affirmations or visualizations or hypnosis, meditations, was so powerful and it also gave my, my man a much better understanding about how he could be involved. It, in fact, those private childbirth courses I find are game changers for the guys because the women who sign up for them have already kind of made the decision are already investing in their births, but dads are often petrified of birth. And I found that those private courses, whether it's hypnobirthing or calm birth, Lamaze, those types of things, are also valuable for your, your birth support partner. Uh, because they just give them the tools as well so that they're not just turning up thinking well I don't know what I do but I've somehow got to make all the pain go away and it flips that perspective around and gives them actions and things they can do and say to support you when you're in that moment so private childbirth uh, education absolute game changer for me and in this case I hired also a private midwifery team so I chose to go with private midwives because I was having a home birth but I would encourage everyone again to look at your birth team having a doula having a dedicated person on your team right through pregnancy right through your birth and your postpartum period incredible investment someone who's there to talk through all of your fears to help express and advocate on your behalf when you're in hospital to really create a feeling of support and encouragement brilliant so there are all sorts of little things that you can do but I think that investing in some education whether it's online or in person really looking at your birth team and understanding that if you wanted to have a natural drug-free birth hiring a private obstetrician in a private hospital is not necessarily the best plan you've got to really look at what the processes are in that environment because often what women find is that Turning up to birth, like being in a foreign country, that was certainly my experience that I described with my friend the first time. I had no idea what was going on. There was different language and jargon. There was constraints in terms of time and policy. And I was immediately put into this, it felt like, meek position where I just was submissive and did what I was told. And so being informed, knowing you've got choices, knowing you can say no to anything at any time This is your body, your baby, and your birth. And I don't mean that about being selfish or making crazy, risky decisions, but coming back to your intuition and deciding, is this the right thing for me right now? Making informed choices, making choices based on consent that you've really explored and understood and that you feel really powerful about making, that's the place you want to be so that, say, for example, if you were planning on having a drug-free water birth and as your pregnant, your labor unfolded, it ultimately came about that you were being offered to be induced because things weren't moving fast enough, for example, you could make a choice then because you would know the pros and cons. You would know what's involved. You would know how you felt about it. You would know what might likely happen afterwards and you might choose to say no And nobody's going to do anything to you without your consent, but you have to be really strong in that space. You have to be assertive about what it is that you're seeking. And having that childbirth education, that mindset and the support team around you to help hold you in that space can be really powerful. Equally, you might choose to say yes And that's okay, too, because you're making a choice then and it's informed. And as I mentioned earlier about fear, it's about how you feel about your birth experience. It's not necessarily about whether it went exactly to plan, but it just means that if your experience does take a left turn, it's because you chose it to, because you agreed to be, for example, in juice, and you're feeling comfortable about that it's a much more empowering and centered place to be. It keeps you at the center of your birth experience and that it's not something that's being done to you.
1: So they probably. So much gold there, Shalom, really. (laughs) I mean the listeners I'm sure will be on on the edge of their seat as well. I mean really just um, like you said, there's, the money well spent in, in the education, but also it brings peace of mind. And and I, I'm a big fan of doors, and not that they were really called into action too much at my birth, but I think that knowing they were there gave me such a sense of safety that um, things just went to plan and all their stats – um, you know, support that there's less likely chance of a C-section and less intervention. But one of the things you touched on as well is that with a um, private midwifery team, they really know what you want and they're really there for you and um, a doula is that uh, continuous care and that's something that is is just, you know, I wish every woman to have that actually.
2: Absolutely. The best investment in your in your birth. And I think sometimes women and their partners think, well, hang on, why would we pay for that if we get it for free at the hospital? Why would we pay for a midwife if we just turn up and it's free? But you could understand there's such a difference between having a known person in your team that you're meeting with regularly. When I had my midwives, I would have these blissful hour-long conversations with them at my meetups. I would lie on the couch and they would we would talk about everything. We would talk about my sex life, how I'm feeling, you know, it would just all my fears. We'd talk through that. And it just meant that ultimately at the end of the session, they would absolutely do the the measurements and the blood pressures and those type of things. But it wasn't a medical discussion. We were talking about birth and we were talking about getting me into that sacred space so that I was ready to do that. In the last month, they came and did them at my house and they'd make me cups of tea while I just laid on the couch and relaxed. It was just that. incredible. So I understand that people don't understand why you would in, sorry, I understand why the cost would be a potential diversionary tactic or, a, you know, something that would put you off. But if you think about turning up to hospital when you are in the throes of labour, like you're deep in your labour generally by the time you turn up, there'll be strangers there. You may or may not have met them before on your previous visits. They may or may not be on shift. But they are also looking after you and three, six or ten other women they will be popping in and out to check on you. They'll be popping in and out definitely to do their medical checks. But a lot of the time, you'll be left to labor on your own. And that was what I didn't want. I wanted to have a continuous circle of care around me that did not leave my side. And that also gave my partner the chance to be there as a parent, not just as the sole support person, it gave him a chance to see his his baby being born without having that Fear of Oh my gosh, how am I going to make it okay for her? Because that pressure was taken off him. So I would really encourage women to think about, I've heard lots of, you know, stories about, well, how much do you spend on your wedding? Or how much did you spend on your last big holiday? You know, we spend on those types of things because we see the value. I'm asking you to see the value in your birthing moment. This is not just about getting your baby out. Babies are great. We love babies. You know, they're like the bonus at the end. But you will always remember your birthing day. You will remember how you were spoken to, how you felt, how you were heard and respected and loved. And you absolutely deserve for that to be incredible because it has a ripple effect across the rest of your life. It has this, whether positive or negative, it can have a really strong impact on your Relationships, your bonding with your baby, your relationship with your body, your decision to have more children. And I mean that both ways. So I would really implore everyone to invest in their birthing day. It is worth it. You are worth it. And that moment is something that you just, you just, you deserve for it to be incredible. So putting in place the things that are right for you, and it will be different for everyone to have that experience. I say, go for it.
1: Yeah, it's like you said. It's such a defining moment. You'll never forget it. And the transition from woman to mother—not um, that you, you don't remain a woman, of course—but that that is just such a huge transition that um, that comes with that. And and I also want everyone to look back at that day and feel empowered and feel like they were a rock star or a warrior. And um and I know we're backing up the same tree you and I. That's why we do what our do what we do because we just we just it is so good and everyone deserves that. So thank you for sharing. Um I'd love for you to share an affirmation or or a quote or something that you know you've heard or um you use yourself and its meaning to you and how you apply it in your life, and particularly when it relates to either parenting or birth.
2: Sure. So I'm a big fan of affirmations. I share them a lot in the magazine and on my Facebook page, because I think that continual reinforcement for women to see them, it it starts to really f- impact your mindset in a positive way. So I encourage women to absolutely stick them up on your fridge, put them on your phone, in the You know, in the bathroom on the mirror, just places where you'll see them, and mine change regularly. But there's a couple, two in fact, that I wanted to share. One is a quote that I saw from Bob Marley, which was that you don't know how strong you are until being strong is your only choice. And when I first read that, I thought, oh, hang on, I feel like that's kind of backed me into a corner a bit. Like I'm going to have to be strong. I'm going to like there's 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 no one else. And then I realised that that's actually the case, both in birth and in parenting as a mother. There's no one else going to come along and do it for you. This is your gig. And it's so true that until you accept that and step into that and own it, you've got no idea how strong you are. There are depths to you that you just have not tapped into yet, but it's all there. It's just about you know, believing that you've got it within you and and trusting in that and diving in. And so I know I have to refer to that one regularly myself, particularly in my toddler parenting moments, which it can all feel hard. And I'm like, no, hang on. I am strong. I've got this within me. No one else is coming along to do it. So let's take a deep breath and dig deep. And get into it because it's it's when you don't have any other choice, when it is just you in your moment. And I don't mean that in meant to be in a lonely sense or a disempowering sense. I'm, I mean that in that when it's all down to you, you will step up and do incredible things. So I say thank you to Bob Marley for that one. And the other one that I share with my community a lot is, is this concept or quote that you are born to birth. Everything you need is already inside you. And I want to repeat that because you are born to birth. As a woman, everything you need is already there. You don't actually need the midwives or the antenatal class or the doulas. Your body and your baby know how to birth. And when the time is right, they will just kick off this incredible orchestration of hormones and make the magic happen. The challenge is the environment that we birth in and the culture and our, our mindset. So all the things I mentioned are to help you navigate what is often a medical journey and help you get your head in the right space, but everything you need is already inside you. In many cases, you just have
1: to get out of your own way and exactly let your body your... do I think it's more that you just need to get out of your head and get out of your your educated brain and and move into letting your body take over and letting go. Because I also often have found telling my clients that you know your body knew how to vomit for the first time and it knew how to um, you know do poo for the first time. And this is another eject, um, ejection reflex that's going to happen, and it, it's just scary because it's happening for the first time. But you know everyone does it all around the world, of course, and all other mammals do. It. and it's just that we've never let our body be in that space before and to trust that the body's not going to let them down and I think you know our, a very famous quote like Ina May's you know your body is not a lemon right so um I love those quotes thank you Thank you. And um, well, what I also really would love you to share is uh, a time that was maybe not so easy, just so that uh, we can leverage off you as a community and uh, make sure we're not reinventing the wheel here. So maybe if you could share some a time that was uh, a struggle for you, either personally or professionally, and, and how, how you got out of it. So I, I saw
2: that question and I thought, Every day, Kaz. <laughs> Every day can feel <laughs> like a struggle at the moment. Yeah, <laughs> and and I must like I mean, so from a motherhood perspective, it's funny because women have said to me before. So you had these great birth experiences. That's fantastic. And so I, I guess motherhood has just been a breeze for you. And I'm just on the floor laughing with my bottle of gin because no. <laughs> Motherhood is not a breeze for me. And, in fact, I would say I've had my babies, my youngest two, just 12 months apart, and it has been challenging. As I said, I've got this big interstate blended family. We've got kids coming and going all the time. My man's interstate a lot. And so there's been a lot of times where it's just been me with either a, a newborn and a pregnant belly or a just walking toddler and a newborn. And so there's been a lot of times. The last three years, I would say, I felt quite... I wouldn't say dark because they haven't been dark, but they've been a struggle. I could definitely see the light and I could, there was lots of hope and lots of joy, but I have felt a little bit like I've been in treacle. Like it's just, there's been real moments of heaviness and I have felt like it was hard and I realized, and I'm completely honest here, literally a week ago one of my kids woke up in the night and I was lying there at three o'clock and I couldn't get back to sleep. And I thought, you know, my life is actually amazing. I've got all this incredible stuff going on. I've got so much love in my life, so many incredible souls and my life is amazing. And it's all about perspective. I'm choosing to see it as hard. So for example, I would often lie there at three o'clock in the night and think, how am I going to get through tomorrow without enough sleep? you know, the kids have woken up again. I'm not going to go back to sleep now. It's only 3am. Today's going to be tough. And that's the story I would tell myself. And sure enough, that day would be tough. And so last week when I laid there and I have no idea where this epiphany came from, but I just laid there and I went, actually, it's amazing. And yes, tomorrow might be a bit tiring, but it's all about my perspective. And so the amount of struggle I have for me and this is a personal you know perspective obviously but it's kind of directly related to how much struggle I see and so if I choose to see my kids which I am at now you know as fun and a joy and wanting to be with then I focus less on the tired and the struggle and the chaos and the noise which is where I used to put my shine my light if you like and that was why it reinforced that story so I'm still working on it as I said right at the outset I'm a work in progress (laughs) <laughs> There's no hard rules here. I haven't got it down pat. But that was a real changing moment for me. Everything immediately felt lighter in all aspects of my life. And the last week has been tiring, sure, but great. And I'm choosing to focus on the great.
1: No, that's so perfect. And I think, you know, as we can use affirmations to work in a positive way for us, uh, the voices in our head can also work against us. So if you, like you said, start the day, I'm, I'm exhausted. And that's everything, you know, every time you speak to someone, you say, I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted you know obviously you're missing out on a lot of golden opportunity but it's it's more what you said you can choose to look at it in a in a positive aspect or you can choose to look at it in a negative aspect and i'm sure there's many people out there who are struggling to get pregnant that would love to be awake in the middle of the night you know with children or you know struggling um you know to get all the food on the table for a lot of people and, and want more richness in their life so i think perspective is key with all that you do and what's um And uh, what's keeping you so busy, what drives you and what gets you up in the morning to do what you do? So there
2: was a moment in my first pregnancy when I went to see, I had an obstetrician appointment. I was late in pregnancy and I hadn't met this guy before. And um, he said to me, so you'd like to birth in the birth center? I said, yes, I'd like a a natural drug-free birth. And he was like, righto. And I started saying to him, because, you know, I came, I was the birth support part, part. Partner for my friend, and she wanted a natural birth. But oh my goodness, she had her waters broken and gel put in, and then she was induced, and then she had an epidural, and she ultimately ended up having a cesarean. And he turned around and he looked at me straight in the eye, and he said, "So just a normal birth then?" Oh and I was like, gosh. "Oh, right." And I thought, "Right, okay." Right, so the reason I do this is for all of those women that are sitting in waiting rooms, either in their appointments or about to actually go in and be induced or in labour and waiting to go in, I'm doing it because I want them to know that it's about putting yourself in that space where you can have a great experience and you're allowed to do that. You don't have to be told how to birth and to have that happen to you. It's so it's a counterbalance I guess to the heavily medicalized view that we have of birth. We we as a culture think birth is this crazy, scary, risky that we do and we really need to watch it very very closely because anything could go wrong and it just puts so much pressure on women and it takes away their innate ability to just birth beautifully and I want to bring that back I think the medical world absolutely has a place and women who feel safe birthing in hospitals fantastic but understanding how to navigate that journey and not be swayed by the influences and pressures that it comes with and it does and I think we need to recognise that and realise what that could mean for you, but that you've got other options and other tools that you can use to counterbalance that. That's the that's the reason I'm getting up in the morning.
1: Yeah. No. And I think it's also nice that the more the more of us that are doing this, the it's almost like the the voice becomes louder and louder, and people can't not hear it. And so there is there is the opportunity for them to hear that, hey, there's another way to do this as well. So I know all of us who, who have had these amazing empowered births, we don't just stop there. <laughs> you know, we, we want to make a change. Um, if there was something that you could do, um, you know, or, or say to, to a new mum out there or even yourself or even your friend um, to maybe change the path that, that she had or, or what a mum who's now pregnant might be thinking, what would you want to share with them? What would you want to tell them?
2: I think it would come back to that quote I shared earlier which is that you are born to birth. And if you just if you start everything from that premise, from that fact, if you start everything from that foundational truth and make every decision from there and explore every avenue that is inspiring you from that point, if you keep that right at the center, I am born to birth then you're far more likely to make choices that are in alignment with how you're feeling and what you're really seeking.
1: Yeah, I love that. Thank you. And was there some amazing advice that you received from either a mum or um, one of your midwives back when you were pregnant that you'd like to share that really changed things for you besides that quote?
2: I think when I, there was a time when I was birthing my first home birth. So I remember my midwife was there. It was a fairly short six-hour birth from go to woe he was about eight hours overdue and I remember my midwife gave us lots of space my partner and I were in the kitchen I was leaning over the kitchen table and my partner was behind me like squeezing my hips in contractions and we had this beautiful rhythm going where I felt really connected to him and really strong and my midwifery team had given us lots of space they would come in sort of silently and not interrupt and just observe and just watch what we were doing. And at one stage, she must have been listening because, in fact, I'm sure she was listening, but I wasn't aware of her presence at all. But I heard her say, almost as if to somebody else, she said, listen to that. That is the sound of a woman bringing her baby down beautifully. Mm -hmm. And I I couldn't speak because I was doing that birth song, you know, wailing, moaning, primal. Beautiful, um, Beautiful dance but I couldn't speak but I remember inside thinking fuck yes I am that is what I'm doing you know it was just so powerful and I would just you know encourage both pregnant women to tap out of all of the negativity and the stories of trauma and really grasp onto those women that I said earlier who've had great birth experiences ask them for a quote ask them for what they'd share, like really stock yourself up on that type of incredible visionary, you know, support, because it's, that's what you need to hear when you're in the depths of that birthing moment. Cause there are wobbles, right? Everyone has a moments where they are in that birth and they start to think, ah, oh, this is getting intense, or oh, I don't think I can do this. And you need to call on those stories. And I did that when I was birthing my kids. I was so in my zone. I couldn't speak. My, you know, no one would have known what I was thinking. But I remember when it was getting intense, calling in all of the stories that I'd read, remembering the women that had done it before me, tapping into their birthing energy and thinking, I can do this. They've done it. I can do it. But I actually had a moment, and this isn't really part of your question, but I've just got to tell you. No, you so in good. <laughs> in my third birth which was also a home birth it was fast she was a two and a half hour go to woe and it was with with speed which often sounds great great speedy birth it often brings an intensity with it that isn't as enjoyable as a more paced birth so there was some real intensity and uh, I was in the bedroom and my man was with me, and I remember really getting wobbly and thinking, "This is this is getting this is getting really painful. I think I'm going to be starting to lose it." And I wasn't expecting that because my previous birth had been so empowering. And I remember thinking, "Okay, Shalom, hang on, hang on, just take a moment. You can either go down the path of painful, or you're just going to have to dig deeper and find something else." And I was like, "Right, let's go." And I remember hearing a story or reading a story during that pregnancy where someone talked about two things, that there was something like 360,000 women on that day around the world that would be birthing with me. So I wasn't alone. There was 360,000 other women out there right now birthing their babies. And to, to feel that connection and that circle of birth, I remember reading that and thinking, oh, that's cool. And the second thing was all of the generations of women who've birthed before me. I had to, and so I I did. I remember actually in this, in this birth, I was in my moment and I remember going, okay, ladies, like I need you now. I really need you now. Bring me all of the womb energy, like beam it at me, send it to me, you know, bring it my Mm -hmm. way. And I had this vision come into my head and it was like it was a dark. I was outside and it was dark and I was standing by a fire and I was in a circle of women. There was just row upon row of like fire lit face. I didn't recognize anyone. No one was talking or even smiling. They were, But there was this contentment and this belief in me. There was a like an intensity but not overwhelming. It was like a powerful exchange. It's the only way I can describe it. it sounds a bit kooky, but it was what I needed. I had called them in, and I was like, "Bring it, bring it!" And I was stood in the centre of these women as these contractions got stronger and deeper, and I and I could just feel these ripples of energy coming off them to me, like they were gifting me that birthing energy when I needed it most. And those were two things I'd read in pregnancy. And that's why I really encourage women to dive into all of the positive stories because you just don't know what you will call on in that moment. I didn't call on my calm birth course right then. I had used it certainly throughout my labor, but it wasn't enough. I needed more. I needed something else. And that's what I mean. Having lots of tools and tips and experiences in your kit bag so that when you go into birth, you can just, who knows what you're going to draw on, but to have choices of what you can bring in. That was, that was really powerful for me. So going back to the question, I probably haven't answered it properly. No, yeah, you, you
1: have, it's, um, but you have. But, you know, in terms of the best advice that you've ever received, I mean, you're once again giving out great advice. So, I mean, it's perfect. It's perfect. And I think, once again, we both agree get out there and be around positive people and almost tune out to the negative because it's not serving you in any way and um, your story is there for you to create. Um I'd also love you to share some valuable resources that have helped you along your way, whether they be in parenting or or birth or pregnancy as well, so that we can tap into some great resources that have helped you. Sure.
2: So I'm sure that your listeners are probably familiar with some of the more famous and popular resources like Ina May Gaskin and Dr. Sarah Buckley. Marie Mongan's hypnobirthing all fantastic definitely check them out in fact there's more and forgive me if I haven't mentioned all of them but there's a couple of others that I do I I mentioned earlier I love the birth without fear blog birth without fear like just the name birth without fear and that's a blog site that shares birth stories of every flavor and that can be a great way particularly if you're looking at a type of birth. So if, for example, you were seeking a VBAC or vaginal birth after cesarean, or your baby was breached, or you were having twins, or you wanted a, or you were going to be induced, you could Google particular stories in there and read of women who'd done it before you. And that can be so inspiring. So I would definitely check out Birth Without Fear. The other thing I do though is Look around at the women who are inspiring you. As I said earlier, ask them. We don't have to go online to find our stories. It's a great resource, but there will be women around you who are nailing motherhood or appear to be to you. It's all perspective. But who are, you know, empowered in their space as either a a birthing woman or a mother. Ask them. Ask them what they're doing. Ask them to share a bit of their story. Get inspired by sharing and and open up that conversation. You know, sometimes I think we keep the positive stuff to ourselves because we don't want to be seen as gloating and we only share our war stories and that's not empowering to somebody that's in the stages before you. So look to the women around and and stages ahead of you who are really nailing it and and open the conversation. Ask them to share their birth experience or their new motherhood experience or their breastfeeding experience or co-sleeping experience, whatever it is that you're interested in at the moment. Be bold and brave and just ask. You'll be amazed at how incredibly juicy the wisdom is that comes from the women that are around you. It doesn't always have to be strangers online.
1: And, and my last thought very on that happy is to tell you as well. I think that'll be more than yeah. To share.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. The last resource I was just going to mention is, and it's because I, I love a good TV show, Call the Midwife. <laughs> I love Call the Midwife on TV. I watched that when I was heavily pregnant with my home birth because and I loved it because although it's set back in the nineteen fifties in, you know, the sort of slums in London and there's a lot of poverty about, well, oh, babies are all born at home under midwifery care. And they're just starting the process of going to hospital if they absolutely need to. And I just love seeing how normal and natural birth just unfolded. It's a great show. So,
1: Thank you for those tips. Now, of course, I want to hear from you um, all the great ways that we can get in touch with you and all the fantastic things you're doing because I know everyone's going to want to know more about um, Rockstar Birth and, and how they can find the magazine. And, of course, um, please do share about your podcast as well and anything else about your services.
2: Sure. So the Rockstar Birth Magazine has grown. My digital baby has now got some sisters. As you mentioned, we've now got the Rockstar Birth Radio, which is a podcast that you can find on iTunes. And Kaz will be coming on the show soon to be sharing some of her insights and wisdom about her own birth experiences. So by all means, have a look at that. And it's a little bit different, this podcast, because I've created it in themes. So I release four to six episodes at a time on a theme. So, for example, my first theme was all around rocking your birth. And I interview people like Sarah Buckley and Millie Hill from the Positive Birth Movement to ask them about what their thoughts are about how to best rock your birth. I've then got a series all around childbirth education, talking to all the different childbirth educators to find out what it is that they share. I've just released a positive caesarean series. Home birth series is coming up soon. Then there's feedback series, birth that didn't go to plan series, conception series. So I'm releasing them on a a theme or a topic, if you like, so that you can deep dive into whichever one it is that you're interested in. They're not so much one-offs, if you like. So absolutely check out Rockstar Birth Radio. I've obviously got Rockstar Birth Magazine on Facebook and Instagram if you need more social media flicking in in your life. And I've just recently uh, released Rockstar Birth TV. So I'm doing weekly live webinars with a guest. The next ones, they're generally weekly, um, but with a guest. And it's all about really exploring a different topic around birth. So um, keep an eye out for that. I'll be i um, sharing them via Facebook and on Instagram, but there'll be replays available and then I'll be putting them up on a YouTube channel. So Rockstar Birth TV is up and running and I'm really excited about that because I, I find the podcast fantastic. I love it and it's a great resource for people on the go, but sometimes people actually want to see and feel, get the vibe from the person that's being spoken with. So the interviews will actually show you, you know, the rock stars that are on the other end of the phone, if you like. And the last thing that I've recently just released is the rock star rock sorry, the rock your birth membership. So this is an online interactive course for women who are ready to invest in their birth, who are willing to step up and to do some activity to to learn about the decisions that they can make and the actions that they can take to positively impact their birth experience. So all the things we talked about today in terms of mindset and team and feeling powerful and knowing you've got choices, trusting your body, those are all aspects of the course. So that's something that women from all around the world are doing at the moment. I've got women from the us and europe and australia it's a fantastic course we've got um comes with private webinars an exclusive uh facebook group where anything goes and it's just a great resource for women that have read either learned a bit about the magazines and gone yeah that's great but okay i'm ready to actually do something i'm ready to take my head out of the sand Um, and pretend that I'm not actually going to have to get this baby out of my body one way or another and I'm ready to start learning about okay let's do this and so the Rock Your Birth membership program is a fantastic interactive community to do that so by all means come along and check it out I would love to have you as part of the tribe there is so much juicy wisdom out there and as I said this isn't just about me and my story it's about connecting you with all of the women who've birthed before you and tapping into all of their goodness because it's all out there we've just got to just got to get into it and get it into your vibe.
1: Totally. And like and like, what I'm all about as well is community and that, you know, we can't raise a child on our own. It does take a village. So um, get in on that community if you can. And uh, One thing also just there, Shalom, is there just a go-to website that we can just drop the bomb and everyone can find all that um, there and in one easy place?
2: Yes. It's rockstarbirthmagazine.com.
1: Easy, easy, easy. So she's just keeping it very simple, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for your wisdom so many uh, pearls of gold there and uh, I'm pretty sure this one's going to be a top downloaded uh, episode and I'm sure you want to go back and even push pause and listen to a few more empower- empowering messages from Shalom again because it's been it's been so wonderful and also just so nice you're I think my only first uh, fellow podcaster on so far so how good that we get to swap on be in each other's shows and um, you know it's just nice to know that there's other people doing, out, um, doing what I'm doing out there just getting great messages message out and um, yeah I just want to say thank you for everything it's been great my pleasure and thank you Kaz it's it's absolutely
2: podcasts like yours that are creating that ripple effect and it really does ripple to women all over the world so thank you for everything that you're doing
1: Oh, and you and I both know it's uh, it's uh, not so easy putting yourself out there, and it is a, it is a passion project, and uh, I know you're on you're on par with me there as well. So um, anyone out there who wants to join us in spreading the word, we invite you to come and and spread the spread the good message for um, for all women out there. Yeah, thanks, Shalom. My pleasure. Thank you.
2: Thank you for joining us on this episode of Mum's the Word. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, and join us on our Facebook page to help us share the message to more mums
0: all over the world. We look forward to having you join us again next time, here on your trusted source for all mums everywhere, Mums the Word.